0: Hello and welcome to WrestleWolf Brother Dudes and Dudettes. This is your AEW Dynamite recap and review. I'm your host, Dr. Damien Gibson, DMD. And let's get into it. Uh first of all, apologies for being a couple of days late. I mean, one, it was a Saturday night dynamite, which supposedly was a big deal. Um and um but you know, I've also had a couple of things getting in the way of recording this week, so I apologize for that. But uh, thank you for listening. Anyway, uh, we start with the usual CM Punk uh, run around the ring, high-five everyone, and then jump on commentary. I saw a little bit of backlash towards this um, where people are starting to get sick of it. I suppose it has been, you know, four weeks. So, of course, you're already sick of it. Um, yeah, look, I think... Um, If you stop and think about why AEW do this, um, you know, it it makes sense. If CM Punk's going to be on commentary for the TV audience, um, people are paying money. They want to see him. I know he wrestled on... I know for the live audience they've already seen him, but uh, for the TV audience, they may not have tuned in on the Friday night. They tune in on the Saturday night. They get to see CM Punk. It lasts for a minute and a half and people are happy, so relax. Um, the. After seeing Punk's entrance, we get Alistair Black's entrance. Um, and as always, it's huge. Uh, Punk's doing a great job of putting, uh, Black over. Um, Dante Martin coming out to the ring with Leo Rush already looks better, uh, than Martin being on his own. Um, the thing I noticed in this match is that Dante Martin's, um, moveset is phenomenal right like there's almost nothing he can't do (laughs) gravity doesn't seem to be a problem for him um what tends to happen though is that because there's so much in these moves that by the time he actually makes any contact with Alistair Black in this match almost all momentum has gone um So it just doesn't, it looks like the bumps that Black is taking are very gentle. Um, I know there would have been a lot of people who really enjoyed this. I'm trying really hard not to be Jim Cornette about this stuff. Um, You know, I know I kind of criticize the Bucks for similar stuff at times as well. I think there is a happy medium. Not everything has to be 25 minute, snug matches like brian versus suzuki not everything has to be a you know Bret hart owen hart matt wrestling workshop but i'm not saying it has to be that but if you i would just maybe cut back 50 percent on the amount of rope stuff that dante martin is doing and if I was one of the producers or coaches for AEW, then I would be suggesting that, okay, maybe you work a little bit more on other aspects of your in-ring work. So when you do do the stuff that you're amazing at, and he is amazing at it, uh, then it, it resonates a bit more. It's not, you know, it, it because it's a surprise. Um And also try and work on on just landing the spots a little bit better. I understand that these guys would have never worked together before, so I'm not saying that anyone was terrible here or anything like that. But if people are tuning in uh, for the first time and they see these spots where they're sort of half-landing, I think that'll turn a lot of people off. Um, But having said that, Black looked really strong at the end of this. He got the win um, with a roundhouse kick. So, yeah, I mean, still a great way to start Dynamite. This was a... uh, I'm trying to think of the right adjective. Um, It was better than solid, but it didn't blow me away. Um, Next up, we had Lucha Express being interviewed. They get beat down by the Super Elite. Uh, The Inner Circle are in the ring now, and they're carrying on this storyline, which I've been on the record of saying that I do not like. Uh, Dan Lambert comes out, he gets the fat face dipshit chance happening, Jericho then does a whole bunch of misogynist, misogynistic stuff about Van Sant, um, I mean it wasn't super bad, like it wasn't disgustingly bad, but I think we can probably leave this shit in the Attitude Era, I don't, you know, I don't think we need to be calling out what people do sexually or, you know, um how ugly their husband is or whatever. I just don't, I know there'll be a lot of people that's like, oh, come on, man, it's just a bit of fun. I just, it's just, it's not a good look. You know, it felt a bit gross to me. Uh, Jericho then challenges top team uh, to a five-man tag match, which they refuse. Then they say that uh, they will set their own challenge, but they're not going to let them let the inner circle know what that is until next week. And I, this is another problem that I have with this um, with this feud, and, and this is an example of it. It's just one long continuous promo, really. I know there was a fight on Rampage the night before, but as I said on the Rampage review, it wasn't a very good match. So we're, because there's a lot of people involved in this feud who are not very good wrestlers, i.e. the MMA people, we have to continuously have feud after uh, promo after promo after promo, and it, it it's just getting really monotonous really quickly. Uh, next up, we had the Lucha Bros versus the Super Frogs uh, for the AAA Tag Belts. It was obvious that these guys were FTR. Um, I think a few people got swerved by it. I was so happy that uh, CM Punk called this out almost immediately i think i i'm not sure it could all be a work but it felt like there were plans for them to pretend like they didn't know it was ftr and then when there was a reveal for all of them to be like oh my god it's ftr and i feel like maybe sam punk might have called an audible and as soon as he saw them was like nah man no 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 we've got it (laughs) no look if it was all planned great you know and if it wasn't still great because punk took the initiative and and saved AEW from what could have been an embarrassing moment um because there would have been a few reviewers that would have absolutely torn that apart (laughs) once all of the kind of FTR palaver was moved out of the way of like who is it um we got a really decent uh tag match which FTR ended up winning so they are now the AAA tag tag team champions uh, thanks to Tully Blanchard and a distraction, some old school four horsemen shit here. Um, I, I really enjoyed all of this. Afterwards, there was a little interaction between MJF and Andrade, where uh, Andrade paid MJF for the services of FTR, which I really like. This I like the idea of um, the Pinnacle almost being a you know muscle for hire um group that mjf is is doing i really really like that storytelling um what else do we have here Uh, Wheeler utica gets absolutely squashed by john moxley and i think this is setting up i mean it seemed pretty obvious to me this is setting up an orange cassidy versus john moxley feud and we might if we at least if we don't get a heel turn from john moxley he's going to be the anti-hero in this story and I think this works really well for both guys. It's probably time for Mox to be a heel for a bit. Um it'll be I'd love, you know, heel Mox sounds great to me. Um, and it'll put Orange Cassidy over. And even though it, it'll be an upper mid, lower top card feud because there'll be no belts going on, it helps both of them. Rather than the Matt Hardy, Orange Cassidy or Best Friends versus Matt Hardy office. A feud that just felt like it went on for years um <laughs> so i was happy to see this happening hikaru shida attacks serena d backstage so that it can take that carries on their story so i'm happy for both of them because they they deserve a story um i wonder if they'll be involved in the tbs belt i'm not sure could be i don't know because anna j anyway we'll, we'll get to that in a sec um the Young Bucks and Adam Cole versus Evil Uno, Alex Reynolds, and John Silver. Um, this was a really good match. Just quickly beforehand, JR's burying the baby faces here by saying that they should win a match before showing any kind of strut in regards to the Dark Order. What is that? How could that possibly be justified in any shape or form as being good commentary? You know what I mean? Like, if he was talking about the Super Elite, Fine. But he wasn't. He was talking about the Dark Order. You know, there were moments on this where he was losing his place. Punk was doing his best to. I think I feel like Punk was purposely making mistakes, like calling Brian Danielson Daniel Bryan and almost calling AEW WWE because he made such a big deal out of it. gonna he say, hey, oh Jr, we're making the same mistakes. Um. I, it just, you know, it, it's it's getting in the way of the product. I don't know how many times I have to say this, but it gets in the way of the product being absolutely top shelf at all times. Anyway, um, Evil Uno pulls out Soko, That was a great moment. There was some fantastic chain wrestling in 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 this uh, from initially from the super elite and then later on in the match from from the dark order uh Reynolds and Silver taking out the young bucks and then kissing um Adam Cole was was a nice little moment. Uh, Adam Cole getting the pin from Panama Sunrise is the is the right thing he carries on with his winning ways. I think that Punk and Cole are going to continue to win and then eventually will go head to head with like a 20 and nil record each um maybe a belt will be involved maybe it won't you wouldn't probably need a belt for those two and cole will go over that's my prediction i may be wrong but i doubt it um what else do we go here oh yeah so after this match jungle boy comes down attacks cole grabs a chair takes out brandon cutler and the crowd goes absolutely ballistic for him i i um I don't think I said this on air, uh, but I definitely said it to Matt in the last couple of weeks where I thought that if the four pillars were Darby Ellen, MJF, Jungle Boy, and Sammy Guevara, um, that Jungle Boy might be the weak link out of those four. Uh, I don't know, man. Maybe he's not. Like, And that's, you know, I'm just saying in those four wrestlers, he's probably the weakest that I can see. Um his promos aren't great he's in ring work is very good but people genuinely love him and that's you can't buy that you know there's just something that connects him and the audience um and you know there's very few wrestlers who get that you know orange cassidy is another one john moxley is another one i mean brian danielson CM punk are the obvious ones adam cole Um, Now I'm reeling off lists of people. (laughs) Um, But it's probably better to look at it through a lens through WWE because there are people who have a connection with the crowd. Finn Balor is one um, who isn't necessarily the best promo, although when Finn is doing heel stuff, he is quite a good promo. But the crowd just resonate with him. They just love him. They want him to win. And Jungle Boy has that. So and look, he's only a baby. He'll get better on the stick and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, I just noticed it with this crowd. With a smaller crowd, it just like the pops weren't as big, but the ones that did really pop were were huge. Um, I'm really enjoying these Arn and Cody promos. That was what was next. Arn's taking Cody Rhodes to the Nightmare Factory. Uh, Interesting to see that it's essentially just kind of like a garage, like it's a big shed where they. Um, you know I mean that's kind of what most gyms and stuff are but I, for some reason I had it in my head as being more palatial than what it actually is maybe they just hired it for this particular promo but anyway arn has got the majority of the people from Nightmare Factory they yell at Cody because he's late saying that he's being too Hollywood Vel- uh, Red Velvet slaps him across the face and um, essentially Arn gets him uh, in the ring And gets the Nightmare Collective to just randomly attack Cody. Doing sort of Rocky 3, Rocky 4 type training. Where he has to go back to his roots to learn how to be the wrestler that he was before. Um, And I really like this. It essentially let us know that he's going to go up against Alistair Black again next week. That's the part that I don't like. I feel like Cody is so far back in the pack. And they even reference that the crowd's booing him and blah blah blah. No one ever booed his dad. And... And yes, that's all great self-referential stuff, which AEW does all the time, and I really enjoy it. It's awesome. I mean, these are the moments that I love, Dynamite. But it um, it needs more build-up. You know, I mean, this is already Cody versus Black Three. Uh, look, trust the process. Blah 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 blah. If it means that Cody loses next week. Which probably which will probably happen, and then he has to go back even further and do more stuff with Arn. Then I'm cool with that. But if it doesn't, then you know they've wasted any goodwill that they're building with these promos, um, and letting Arn kind of uh, be the main guy in these promos is the right move. Anyway, we'll see. I'm kind of catastrophizing a little bit there, but. Um, Speaking of promos, MJF comes out and cuts one of one of his best for a while. Um, and essentially is, I mean, he just he's just doing he's doing crowd work, basically. He's essentially like an insult comic now who's doing crowd work. Comes out and he's, you know, back in Miami and Florida, da. Um it, it was an A grade uh, promo. He basically says that, you know, Darby Allen said that he wouldn't be able to break him mentally and that he has. Um and to prove that he's going to get a ref to come to the ring, count to ten, you know. And if he doesn't show up by the ten count, then MJF has broken him. We get to the nine of the ten count, lights go down, come back up. It's Sting, uh, and he's got a baseball bat. He takes out Wardlow with that. MJF runs out of the ring. And uh, Sting stands tall, as they say, in the ring. And, um, you yeah, know, this feud bubbles along nicely. Um, yeah, really liking this. Really liking this. MJF's doing a lot of good work on a few different fronts here, and I'm loving it. Uh, Anna Jay is um, cutting a promo. Britt Baker interrupts and basically says that she's nothing without the Dark Order um, or uh, Tay Conti. Uh, Anna Jay does not like this and, and just clocks brit baker uh they have a run-in and uh jr calls it a cat fight so just a little bit more misogyny here on aw on our saturday night show get a great Miro uh promo where he basically is asking god why he was forsaken by being beaten by sammy guevara and essentially he can't go home to his wife until he's redeemed himself um yeah, I mean, so many. We got like four really good promos in a row here. Uh, but the best one was uh, Hangman Adam Page coming to the ring. And uh, basically, this promo will be known as the Cowboy Shit promo. <laughs> Which, if you don't follow wrestling, you would be like, what? The Cowboy Shit. Anyway, um, he basically is saying that, uh, you know, the crowd ca- chanting Cowboy Shit is. Um, you know, Cowboy Shit is what keeps him going and the, you know, all the good parts of his personality is what cowboy shit is. You know, when you help out a friend, that's cowboy shit. When you get back up after you've lost something, that's cowboy shit. And, um, you know, it just, I I feel like Hankman has always been pretty good at promos, but this is next level for him and really kicks along the Kenny hangman story. I mean, really it's just the hangman page story. Now, everyone is gagging, for uh for kenny, for hangman to win this belt and take it off kenny which will happen at full gear uh, i'm almost certain of it um they have to pull the trigger pardon the pun and uh it's been almost two years so uh and then brian danielson gets a win um so yeah i'm sticking to that guys i will not mention who brian danielson wrestled this week um yeah. So I have a question here, uh, that came to me via Gmail and I yeah, I, I thank you for uh for <laughs> for the um for the email. This is I'm just trying to find it, that's why I'm sort of stuttering a little bit here. So this is from Hitman sixty four. Um you didn't sign your email, so I'm just going off the Gmail account, but anyway he i assume hitman asks is this run you of cm punks in aw as bad is the booking as bad as a as brett the hitman hearts uh booking in wcw um so i was trying to remember that off the top of my head because i couldn't get the email to come up uh that's basically the question um no i don't think that at all <laughs> Uh, look, I can understand people being, um, I can understand, look, Hitman, I can understand your disappointment. If you, if you had put expectations on AW to like when Punk came in, he'd fight Kenny Omega and then Hangman Page and then, uh, Brian Danielson and then he'd tag up with Brian Danielson and have a match against the Bucks and blah, 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 blah. And then he wrestled. Daniel Garcia, Darby Allen, Will Hobbs, uh, and Matt Seidel. Like, I, I can I can understand that that's disappointing. But there is a plan. Uh, and the plan is Adam Cole. That, that will be the feud that those two... I mean, those two are... It's pretty easy to get a gauge of what feuds are going to happen because if either of the wrestlers mention it, especially on air there's usually been some talk about it and they'll they won't go into bat for themselves and book angles without the tick off from Tony Khan no matter how big a names they are even if it's Sam Punk um so the fact that punk keeps talking about adam cole being cocky and that he had a say and you know that he was a big influence on adam cole it, it's they're telegraphing it man so my advice would be to just be a bit patient um, and just enjoy the matches for what they are. I, I thought that Seidel Punk match was really good. I really enjoyed it, and it showed that the signing of Matt Seidel was legitimately a good one. He's a mid card upper, look mid card uh, guy. He could be a top tag team guy. So I, I you know, I I can understand that it's been you know, what, four weeks, five weeks since Punk debuted and people are starting to get a bit nervous that he's not going to be used correctly and all that kind of thing. But I would just get you to calm down a little bit and trust in in the process because there are other stories being told. The worst thing that AEW could have done is brought CM Punk in and Bryan Danielson in and then just given them given one of them the belt and then had the two of them go face-to-face because it it uh, diminishes all the work that they've done over the last two years with people like Kenny Omega, Hangman Page, even Miro. Um, it, it It's great that AEW has these big names at their disposal and they will use them. They absolutely will use them. But not everyone can be the champ. And I like the fact that Kenny Omega is still the, the heavyweight champion and will go up against Hangman Page because that was the story that they were telling. Um, and I love that Sammy Guevara is the Guevara, sorry, is the TNT champion and beat Miro because that's the story that they were telling. And that Bryan and Punk and Adam Cole and and Ruby Riot for that matter and Alistair Black all these amazing signings will have to fit in with the structure that is a w and that they don't dictate terms as far as being top guys because they already are you know whatever whatever feud they're in because the booking is usually pretty damn good as far as storytelling is concerned uh those big names, you just got to look at John Moxley. John Moxley is still one of the biggest names in AEW, even though he hasn't held the title for a bit, because he's been telling good stories, you know, whether it's with Eddie Kingston or on his own. Um, so no, I don't think the CM Punk's booking is, uh, sorry, I'm not laughing at the question, but I just feel like it's a little hyperbolic. Uh, that yeah, Hitman, Hitman was not done right when he came to WCW and um, I get that and I understand the fears that that's happening to Punk but I can almost guarantee you that that's not what is happening here if we, look, put it this way Hitman if Punk hasn't been in a major feud in and around the, the belt in two years time which is probably what we were looking at with Hitman in WCW Write back to me and then we'll agree with each other. But five weeks in, I'm not ready to pull that trigger just yet. But thank you for emailing in. And you can do that by sending us a an email at WrestleWolfpodcast at gmail.com. As you just heard, I'll read it out. Absolutely have a conversation with you about it. No question is um, you know, unless it's disgusting or something. Um, you know, I'll read them out. Uh but anyway. Thank you for that, Hitman. I appreciate it. Uh, let's wrap it up there, I think, people. Uh, thank you for sticking with us, even though the episodes have been a couple of days late this week. Everything will go back to a normal timetable. Uh, so that'll be NWA will be out tomorrow, uh, then Impact, then Rampage. Uh, no, sorry. NWA, then Dynamite, then Impact, then Rampage, uh, and then the the news Uh, we'll be back uh, on Sunday. So uh, look, I'm going to leave it there, guys. Thank you so much for helping. If you want to help out even just a little bit more, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. But until then, brother dudes and dudettes, may your wrestling be good wrestling and good night.